Objection hearsay. Oh my God, I don't have a case. Objection hearsay. Now I'm ashamed to show my face. Oh my gosh, it's been like two solid months since I've done an episode. So first of all, I have missed you guys and I hope that you guys missed me too. But if you didn't, I forgive you because sometimes I'm really annoying and uh, nobody misses an annoying person. Welcome back to this one can talk about anything. Episode 46. We should totally be at 52 by now, but I keep having to take these little hiatuses for whatever reason. Um, you know, I could, I can't tell you what I'm doing because I signed an NDA. Um, but I'm working. So I've been really busy and unable to kind of hop on the podcast and, and talk with you guys. So in case you forgot, I'm Melanie with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to another. And it also doesn't change um, from two months to another. Did that even make sense? I don't know. I don't make a lot of sense. That's why you guys tune in because you love to hear my nonsense. I know it. So I'm back. Um, I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. And I check the analytics all the time. And I see that you guys are constantly um, checking out old episodes. Like the Brad Dourif trilogy has been played constantly for the last two months. Thank you. I really enjoyed doing the Brad Dourif episodes. And I'm really excited that Chucky is currently in production again. So there's that. But I am not here to talk about Brad Dourif or any past um, guests, if you will. And my opening music probably gives away a little bit of what where I'm going with this. But before I get to the uh, subject at hand, I have to say um, that I'm a little sad because just a few days ago, my Dear friend, Jason Spezza retired from the NHL after 19 seasons. I can't even remember a time when Jason was not playing hockey. It's just always been such a, a big part of, I guess, both of our lives, bigger for him, but also, you know, part of, part of me because I've been watching him for well, my whole life. And, you know, I wanted to be Mrs. Jason Spezza, as you all know, and that didn't work out for me, but that's okay. Um, I'm sad to see him walk away from the game five points shy from a thousand and a Stanley Cup. But the good news is he will be um, a special assistant to the GM uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's making me emotional. <laughs> I just want to say a big congratulations to Jason, who I know is listening because he is a faithful friend who has always been so supportive of absolutely everything I do. So congratulations, Jason. You are an amazing human being. You were the greatest player in, all in, in history, in my heart. Um, you were 19, 44, 39, 18, and 90 on your chest over the course of your career. Um, but you were always number one in my heart. So, um, you know, here's a little round of applause for my amazing Jason Spezza and everything he accomplished. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, you know what my topic is. 
you know that I'm here to talk about debt versus herd <laughs> like everyone else. I waited a couple of days, could have done it the day of the verdict, could have done it during, um, during the trial, but I wanted to wait. Why? Because everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to talk about it. So I just want to go back to the beginning. Number one, I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan. I've been a Johnny Depp fan for as long as I can remember. He's somebody that I've tremendously admire, um, whose career I would love to emulate and somebody who I would absolutely love to work with. And that was always true. When these allegations came out against him, um, I didn't believe it. And I didn't believe it, not because I had something against Amber Heard. I just didn't believe it because it didn't seem plausible. It didn't seem to make any sense to me. And when he married Amber Heard, it was a red flag. I instantly thought these are very mismatched people. This is not going to work. She wants his money. And unfortunately, that's kind of what happened. Um, in fairness, I've met Amber Heard, and I just want to say that upon meeting Amber Heard, she was an extremely kind. Um, she went out of her way to talk to me, really. She was, she was very charming, very beautiful, and that's exactly how we ended up speaking. I said, she's so pretty to a friend who was uh, standing next to me, and Amber turned around, and she said, you're so pretty. I'm Amber, and it was a beautiful, you know, interaction. I, I've never met Johnny Depp, but I have met Amber Heard, who I have to be honest, was very kind to me, but she wasn't, it wasn't the same situation. It wasn't the same uh, dichotomy, whatever. So for those of you who are wondering, yes, Amber Heard is a perfectly lovely person with um, a good personality, if you will. But let's also remember here that I didn't ever have to go home with Amber Heard, so I didn't really know. I don't know Amber Heard, but I know that the Amber Heard that I met was an exceptionally kind woman, and I want to put that out there because it would be hypocritical of me not to. That being said, Amber Heard I've never seen since, and I probably never will, and I, I don't think I want to. Not even in Aquaman. Sorry, I would have been remiss not to use that clip in the pod because like it's hilarious. But yeah, I didn't really like the first Aquaman and I don't remember Amber from much else. So I don't think I'll see Aquaman 2. And from what I'm hearing, her scenes in Aquaman 2 have been cut. Um, I don't know if they've been totally cut or just like dramatically reduced, but I read something this morning that said that they'd been cut entirely, which makes me think that maybe there was more to this whole Amber Heard thing than we even really knew. And we knew a lot because this was like, people were so fixated on this. It was almost as probably was as bad as OJ, the OJ Simpson uh, trials in, from 1994 but it's not a murder trial, but people were very invested. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll see any of Amber's future work. She's, you know, I'm not going to discredit her and say she has no talent because you don't get to, you know, the point that she's gotten in her career at all without having some talent. I just don't think she's a great actress and she's just not somebody that I personally enjoy watching. So um, I think if her scenes were cut, that's probably a small price to pay when you consider everything that's been, that's, you know, that's been done and said and, 
you know, I, I do feel sorry for her because her dog stepped on a bee. I have no idea how a dog steps on a bee or, or what the relevance is of that within a trial, but apparently Amber Heard's dog stepped on a bee and this was a big deal and it went viral. So <laughs> I guess she's winning in some way. Um, I did mention that during the trial on social media that Amber Heard specifically is getting more press or was, was and still is getting more press over being sued than she's gotten for all of her work combined, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, she's winning because this is a woman who thrives on attention. She likes attention and we've all given it to her by either tweeting about justice for Johnny Depp and arguing with the fans who were tweeting justice for Amber Heard we've given her the attention that she wanted and I don't really think she deserved it, but she got it. And we're all guilty of having indulged in this whole mess. <laughs> and it's a very tragic mess. That being said, I also read this morning that there's a chance that Johnny may be returning for pirates of the Caribbean, which I don't know if that's true because he said that he would not return to work with Disney for $300 million in 1 million alpacas. And I'm pretty sure Disney is not offering him anything like that. But if he does come back to the Pirates franchise, I think a lot of us would be thrilled and very excited to see him uh, back on the big screen as Captain Jack, which of course is a character that is so beloved. And I think a lot of who Jack Sparrow is, is just Johnny Depp. So let's talk about the trial that lasted what seemed like 16 years. <laughs> um, Johnny particularly, I thought was very poised, um, you know, on the stand, especially when he has Amber's lawyer asking him ridiculous things like this. What is your name? My name is Johnny Depp. Objection hearsay. How can you prove that that's your name? Objection hearsay. Obviously, I used, you know, a parody version of the questioning because I feel like the actual question has been turned into so many like TikTok memes, videos, whatever you want to call them. And it's been like beaten like a dead horse so many times. So I thought I would just keep it light and funny. And instead of using Johnny's voice, which has been you know, played so much that the man's ears are probably ringing. Um, I decided to use some parody stuff, but these are the questions that, that he was asked. Like, I think the, the Mr. Ben Rottenborn, who I'll talk about in a second, asked Johnny four times in a row, if that was his signature. And he responds, yes. Is that the same one that I told you that I signed three times? I mean, that's just not a <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just not a way to, to go through like such a serious court proceeding. Um, Amber Heard's lawyers were stupid. And this is coming from coming. Wow. Coming from someone who went to Harvard for a hot minute. And after hearing me mispronounce the word coming, I know you're probably sitting there thinking this. You got into Harvard law. A question for which there is only one answer. What? Like it's hard? I crack myself up sometimes, um, but it actually is hard because if it wasn't hard, Ben Rottenborn and 
Elaine, I don't even know how to pronounce uh, Amber's other lawyer's last name. I think it's Elaine Bredhoff. Neither of them actually went to an Ivy League school. So I'm not really surprised that they were up there asking questions and then objecting to their own questions. That is probably the first time, at least the first time I've ever seen it, but maybe the first time ever that a lawyer has asked a question and then objected to um, the answer before the answer even came out of the person's mouth. Um, That being said, there was just such on her side legally, it was a, a real mess, a real disaster. And I think Johnny handled it well. I mean, he was giggling and he was, you know, saying maybe they're hearsay papers. That was a really bad Johnny Depp impression, but he's right. Like, if everything is hearsay when he says it, why isn't it hearsay when she says it? It's a really good question. Now I'm going to ponder this for you know the rest of the night. Um, and maybe you should ponder it and let me know if you can come up with an answer. Just some of the questions were just, they just didn't make any sense. Like reading um, hit pieces over and over and asking Johnny, did I read that correctly? Did I read that correctly? And then, you know, Johnny's answering him very politely. Yes, you did. You read that very well. My favorite response was probably when he said, who, I can't remember the girl's name, who is blah, blah, blah. And how does she know? Were you there? Like, it's true. If you were not there and how do you know any of this is factual? That's the whole thing. And this is a defamation case. So it's really he he said she said neither none of these people who are who are representing or some of them who testified on amber side particularly did not really know johnny depp i mean uh, professionally um you know she got caught lying about what makeup compact she supposedly used but it did not exist at the time like it just doesn't it didn't make any sense when she said that she had a busted lip and covered it and covered it in uh, red lipstick to go on the James Corden show, I question the sanity of absolutely every woman who believed that because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've split my lip, like chapped it um, in the in the wintertime pretty badly to the point that it was like cut open. If I put lipstick over lipstick, over lipstick on it, you can still see the crack. And uh, I can post pictures of that if Amber Heard, Mr. Rottenborn, and Elaine Bredhoff would like to see that because (laughs) it's a fact. I'm a woman. I know how makeup works. Makeup can only hide so much, no matter how good the makeup or how good your makeup artist is. So I really just watched Amber sort of unravel from start to finish while, while Johnny kept his composure, told, you know, his, his truth and his truth never wavered. Yes. Uh, you know, there were some strange texts, um, <laughs> between himself and, uh, Paul Bettany, but let me just say, if, <laughs> if people went through my text messages, there's some pretty weird things on there that I might not want people to read either. And they're jokes. So um, sure, maybe he shouldn't have made a joke about, you know, burning her at the stake like a witch, but it's very much a joke. Um, And Johnny Depp does not have a violent history. So this whole thing was just so disappointing to see 
this man who I've long admired being dragged through a court case that he had to file because he's been defamed to the point that people didn't want to work with him anymore. His children are actually receiving death threats online, specifically his daughter, uh, Lily Rose, whose, whose comments I've looked at and actually have seen the negative comments. And then you got Amber on her side, who's testifying things that she's read in books or seen in films. And her fan base will be like, oh, that's not true. Fact check. If you fact check it, you will find that they are direct. Direct quotes, quote, quotes, Jesus, direct quotes from films or books or whatever, which is a lot of, you know, dishonesty. Um, what really got me, though, was when she started talking about the fight that they had in Australia where Johnny's finger was severed and he allegedly sexually violated her with a bottle of Maker's Mark. I just want to know what the hell Amber Heard does with bottles of alcohol, glass bottles, to not know the difference between a glass bottle and a penis. They don't feel anything alike. Glass bottle is hard and cold and a penis is hard and not as hard as glass. <laughs> not to mention she claimed that the bottle was already broken when uh, he was violating her with it, which would have led to like extensive cutting on his hands. Um, I don't want to be that person who says, people who, you know, um, are victims of domestic violence who don't get treatment are lying because I grew up around domestic violence. My father was a domestic abuser. He abused my mother and very rarely did she seek treatment. Why? Because, you know, for fear and you, you love that person and you don't want to get them in any trouble. However, if somebody is actually violating you with a glass bottle, I think that warrants a trip to the ER. Um, Johnny went to the ER with, uh, you know, the severed finger situation. So that makes me think that, you know, he didn't want to, according to the texts. And I think it was a pride thing. I think he really just didn't want people to know what was going on behind closed doors. And quite frankly, I wouldn't either. It's embarrassing, especially uh, for a man, because men are meant to be masculine. Men are not supposed to cry. Men are not supposed to have pain. Men are not supposed to, um, men are not supposed to feel. And the reason that this gets me really emotional is because like I've spoken about my very, dear friend who committed suicide and he was obviously a man and um he suffered in silence for a long time because we were very close we talked every day and i never knew for a second that he was in any kind of pain because he hid it very well and i think it's the same same sort of thing and i think johnny did want to protect amber and not you know further ruin her career but in the end, it almost cost him his. And he, and he said in his testimony that he lost uh, nothing short of everything. And now that it's over and it's all, it was never about money. For those of you who think that this was about money, I believe Johnny went into this well aware that Ms. Hurd could not afford to, um, to pay these, you know, $10 million and things like that. Um, so he, you know, he has recourse. He can take this to court and have like her 
her belongings seized and whatever. I don't think he's going to push it that far. But if he does, I mean, good for him. It's about damn time. That men can tell their stories, be that domestic abuse, sexual assault, whatever, and be believed because it does happen, guys. It really does happen. And personally, I just want to say before I continue, I applaud Johnny Depp for um, bringing this case forward because like I mentioned previously, he knows Amber Heard does not have this kind of money to uh, to pay him off, no matter if they awarded him a million dollars or $50 million. It didn't matter. It wasn't about the money. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, I think, you know, men are supposed to be brave. Men are not supposed to admit that the domestic violence is a thing. Uh, I know people who are married who are abused by their wives and who don't hit back, who talk about it to, you know, certain friends. And then beyond that, keep it to themselves. Why? Because men, we don't believe men. And this whole, you know, idea of believe all women, all I have to say about that is this. Now, I know there are some people who just heard that and are like, what do you mean that really makes you sick? Um, The thing is, is believe all women is extremely problematic. And here's why. Um, Just just as an example, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, then you've listened to episode seven titled My Chance Encounter with Quentin Tarantino, which um, the long and the short of it is I met Quentin Tarantino literally walking down the street and got into his car and we had a conversation and it was a very... um, beautiful experience, like a lovely encounter with someone that I deeply admired and not at all sexual. However, there's, you know, a picture of me in the car with, with Quentin and I could have, or even still could, would never, but could go to the media with this picture and say, I got into, you know, Quentin Tarantino's car and I was sexually assaulted. And because I'm a woman, you would believe me. Believe all women is a very, very dangerous thing because I would be ruining someone's life based on a lie. And that's just not something that I'm okay with. So I have a lot of trouble digesting the whole believe all women thing. And that the, you know, people saying that not believing Amber Heard is the death of the me too movement. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that sexual assault occurs on, you know, both sides, male and female, Um, So I don't think that this is the end of the Me Too movement just because um, many people, including a jury, have chosen not to believe everything Amber Heard had to say. I am just really overwhelmingly proud of Johnny Depp for standing up for himself because he needed to. We needed to hear his truth. We needed to hear his story. And I really hope that that story is going to inspire you know, other men to come forward with their stories and their truths. Um, There was not a second that I doubted Johnny. Um, I always really believed that he was innocent. I felt from the very beginning of the relationship, as I said, that this was a cash grab for Miss Heard, who, as I also said, was quite, you know, lovely when I met her. So I imagine she was just as lovely and just as charming uh, with Johnny. But People change once they sort of get what they want. And I absolutely do believe everything that Johnny Depp had to say. And I'm glad that the jury opted to give him his life back. 
and that he's now out there, you know, making music and fingers crossed, he may get the opportunity to play Jack Sparrow again, which would really just be a reward for the rest of us because who does not enjoy watching him, you know, do what he does best, which is play Jack Sparrow, play these incredible dynamic characters that are so difficult to bring to life. And yet he makes it look so easy. You know, um, Johnny has been in several high profile relationships in the past And never once was there any question that, you know, there was abuse. And some people say, well, none of his exes came forward to defend him during the trial. Why would they? There was absolutely no reason to implicate these women. The only reason that Kate Moss was implicated is because Amber Heard told a lie and Kate Moss decided to step forward and correct that, which I tremendously admire Kate Moss for. But at the end of the day, I don't think, you know, Winona Ryder or Vanessa Pettizzi or any of these other women had any reason to to defend Johnny. I think Johnny was capable of defending himself in this particular arena. Um, maybe he was not physically able to defend himself against Amber, but uh, in, in a legal arena, he certainly had the, the, the legal savvy and he's a very intelligent man, very well read, very well spoken. And he was able to do that. I am not saying that there were no screaming matches. I am not saying that Johnny Depp didn't break, you know, cabinets or whatever. We know what happened and he did not deny it. He didn't deny his drug problem. He didn't deny his alcoholism. Um, He was very forthcoming. And I can tell you that personally, I've broken things. I have at least once hit someone in my life. And I don't think that makes me a domestic abuser. (laughs) I think it makes me human in the same way that I discussed this in the last episode, which was about Will Smith, um, you know, the slap that was heard around the world. But this time it was about a man standing up for himself. I mean, against a woman, against a jury, against the world, and a lot of people who did not believe him. But it was a really beautiful thing to see so many people calling for justice for Johnny Depp um, on social media. It was a beautiful thing to see that there are still people out there who believe that men are honest and good. Uh, And I can't say enough good things about this man because when I was, you know, a young girl who wanted to go into this whole acting business, he was somebody who's um, body of work I, I studied. I still do. I've seen all of Johnny's work. Um, he's phenomenal. There's really very few actors who are capable of, of doing what he uh, does and what he has done and what I'm sure he will do in the future. Not that that has anything to do with uh, the trial. That being said, I think he was put through the ringer in that trial with uh, particularly Ben Rottenborn, who did not go to an Ivy League school. (laughs) And it really showed. Um, it It was just awful listening to that man kind of berate Johnny Depp and constantly just ask him silly questions and object to his own questions. Like that is so unprofessional. And if I was Amber Heard, I would have fired my legal team. Um, And Elaine Bredhoff, forgive me if I'm not saying her name right, did not do much better. She was doing things like making impersonations of Johnny in the courtroom. And that is not a way to handle a court case. Um, like I said, I went to Harvard. I'll be a very 
brief berry, <laughs> albeit very briefly, but enough to know that this is not a way to conduct yourself. Uh, on the other hand, you know, Ben Chu and Camille Vasquez were like rock stars in there. They just, they were on top of everything. They never dropped the ball for a second. Their questioning was on point. When they questioned Amber Heard, she walked into her own lies. It was just really tough thing to watch. And I hope that people who watch this will kind of understand why I'm saying that believe all women is very dangerous. It's just a dangerous, dangerous thing. Um, I'm very glad the trial's over. I feel like we were all kind of glued to the TV or the computer or anywhere else that you, you know, had a screen and we were sort of discussing it amongst ourselves on social media. And there were certainly people who were team Amber. And then there was sort of team Johnny. It was like a Super Bowl of who's going to win this case. And Amber's fans really believe that she had a shot at winning this. And I guess in a way she did because it was found that they were both defamed um, and she was awarded $2 million, but that's not, that's not really a win. The real win was Johnny Depp proving that he was defamed beyond like any reasonable doubt and that the accusations against him were, were not truthful. Now, Amber's going to appeal this, I'm hearing, and I really hope for her own sake that she doesn't do it because she doesn't have a legal leg to stand on, even though Elaine Bredhoff says she has excellent grounds for an appeal. That's not true. <laughs> she may be granted the appeal, but it's not going to change anything. I really think the best thing Amber Heard could do at this point for her career and for herself is to let this sleeping dog lie. Let Johnny have his life back, give it a couple of years, and maybe she can have hers back as well. Um, I'm sure Johnny wishes her well as a, as, as a human being uh, and hopes that her career will do well. But at the same time, there's no love lost between them. I think there was, you know, to an extent, some mutual abuse in terms of, you know, screaming matches and whatever. But that exists in, I think, all relationships. And I don't think any of us are in a position to judge as far as that goes. So, yeah, um, I'm just really glad that Johnny Depp has his life back. And I'm glad to be talking about it because that means I'm back. Yay, right? Super excited. Lily, we, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, I really missed, you know, doing these podcasts and chatting with you guys. And I am booking guests. I'm sorry that I had to take, you know, so much time to myself, but sometimes we have to take time to ourselves to be human and to live and to exist without having opinions on uh, Will Smith slapping people or, you know, the Johnny Depp case. In other news, my favorite kind of news, football mini camp started today. <laughs> so I'm so excited that, uh, you know, we're about to experience one more year of Tom Brady and I'm predicting a Super Bowl win right now. And I'm not wavering from that. So don't ask me again later. <laughs> um, so my name is Melanie as I said at the beginning with two L's, I'm so glad that you guys came to hang out with me. I want you to share your opinions with me. And I also want you to let me know who you'd like to hear from on the show. So make sure you hit me up on Twitter at a blonde who talks, A-B-L-O-N-D-E. 
W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. I will be more than happy to, you know, kind of banter with you guys on your opinions. Um, and I'll do my best to um, book the guests that you want to hear from. I'm all about talking about uh, everything that, you know, this blonde can't talk about anything. The show is called that for a reason. Um, and, and to anyone, especially at artists of, you know, all walks of life. So I look forward to that. This show is unofficially sponsored as always by the TB12 method, officially sponsored by uh, Michael Solberg Family Wines, which you can find on Instagram or their official website or even TikTok. It's just Michael Solberg Family Wines. And while you're at it, uh, please take a second to head over to Etsy and check out my friend Tom's shop, ignorant underscore Gentlemen, don't let the title fool you. There is something there for everyone, male or female. Um, I've really enjoyed, you know, recording this episode, even if you don't agree with my opinion. Um, so thanks for tuning in and I will be back next week. Well, I'm a famous movie star. Yeah, life is always fine. I sit down at my penthouse drinking mega pints of wine. Objection hearsay. I don't know why we ever wed. Objection hearsay. Who the hell poops in someone?